Welcome to Appetite for Production. I'm Tim Camp and I'm here with my buddy James Russell. We're back for another spot of music tech news. And of course, we'll be messing with some plugins. So what's on the agenda today, James? Well, today we are discussing massive leaks. Massive leaks, delicious and peppery. Uh, Ohm Force are back and they have chickens with them. Wow, about time. Plugins on the interwebs. No. And Bruce Willis does some dawn raids at music distribution centers. Oh, die hard. Yeah. Wicked. Oh, bring it on. Let's get into it. As we said last time, there are times in music software where something that we never thought was going to happen has suddenly happened. Oh, God, what's this? And I think we name-checked it uh, last time because we were talking about how um, FL had come to Mac and uh, what was the uh, the other thing that no one ever thought would happen that that we said won't happen? I can't remember. Was it Massive Two? Massive! Oh my God! Massive X. Massive X. Okay, right. I want ev- right. So before you before you say its name again, I want everyone to refer to this synth as Massive Kiss because it because it's much more exciting than just massive x or massive 10 or whatever massive kiss so i'm going to refer to it as massive kiss Magi- okay massive kiss or massive x no just massive kiss okay got it got it uh, it's it's massive kiss yeah um basically it's not just massive kiss it's also contact 6 yeah like i was pretty surprised to see that so here's what has happened um ni have seemingly accidentally <laughs> bundled an XML file with uh, their latest update of Native Access, which is the program that you use to uh, download and manage all your Native Instruments stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, I've said many times to many people that I don't think leaks exist anymore. I think most of the music technology leaks or any leaks ever that you see are just Bullshit. They're intentional. Yeah, but I think this one could have been a genuine accident. I mean, it, it sounds like not. someone's been doing some data mining and they've struck data gold. Yeah, they certainly have because this XML list was basically a list of um, sort of uh, software ID numbers and the names of the software. Seemingly, the stuff that's going to come out in Complete 12, which we expect this autumn, I guess. Okay. Um, so among the new things that hadn't yet been released or heard about, Massive Kiss and mm. an item called Massive Kiss Library. Oh. Uh, so make of that what you will. You know, is it Massive 2? Is it another version of Massive? I assume so. I've got a thing for librarians, James. So I am very excited about this. Uh, Contact 6, which I've been talking about for ages. So what do we know anything about Contact 6? No, that, that's the thing. This is all like 1000% speculation. Well, th- what's great is that our imagination can run riot exactly. and we can be inevitably inevitably disappointed yeah. when reality hits in. So let, let's speculate a plenty because oh God, okay. NI haven't said anything and I think that gives us free reign to just, just come up with wacky things. Uh, yeah, what else? Uh, a... You know, you have uh, Flare, Faces, and... I'm very aware of those, James. I made some videos for those. I don't know if you know about it. Well, uh, in Complete 12 Ultimate, it seems like there will be three more called Freak, Bite, and Dirt. 
Yes. Now, are these modulation plugins? Not necessarily. Freak is spelt F-R-E-A-K. Yeah. So I'm going to say that Freak is probably some kind of little filter because Freak is in frequency, maybe. What a what a very obvious thing to say, James. Carry on. Maybe a filter with some nice drive built into it. Uh, Byte, I am not sure. I mean, I would say that's a distortion, but Dirt has got to be well, a yeah. distortion. Uh, Byte could be a bit crusher. Yeah. Because bitter, you know, yeah. bite, bit. Uh, so, yeah, three little effects there, it seems. They were listed right next to Faces and Flare and all that. So I assume they're sort of same philosophy. Um, and the other thing is a plugin called Middle East. Middle East? I assume that's some kind of instrumenty rompler thing. It sounds like it's going to be a rompler that is chock full of Eastern promise. Yeah. And he's going to transport you to an exotic world of... Um, like what happens in the Middle East? Bodrans. Bodrans. Uh, what? Name another <laughs> Middle Eastern instrument. Uh, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot here. Hang on, isn't Bodran Irish? I yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I th- th- this discussing this topic is showing up. You know those too much. those little wooden pipes that you use to charm snakes. I imagine. Yes. Have... Well, snake snake pipes. Yeah, yeah. And I <laughs> goes Prince of Persia. Oh, oh, do you know what? I was thinking about playing Prince of Persia the other day. I play it a lot actually. That you can get. It. Which version do you play? Uh, I don't know. You, you there's a lot of DOS emulators online. I think it's like the classic PC version, but you can run it in your web PC browser. PC version, the old, the old like non-Amiga version. Yeah, uh, but like, you, like MS DOS stuff though is a bit like there was slicker stuff around when that was happening than yeah, MS DOS. Like, do you know if, what I mean? If, if you if you're looking to play Prince of Persia in an emulator, you're not looking for slick, are you? Obviously, we should really be doing a video, a retro video games podcast. But carry on. I wanna I wanna speculate about Contact Six because. Whenever I speak to any sort of contact developer, I always ask them, like, well, what do you want contact to become? What do you want in the next iteration of contact? And a lot, oh, of, people that's a say, a lot of people say, well, contact is so, it's not like it's a closed platform. In fact, it's very open. But mm. if so many people make stuff for it and so many people use that stuff that, you know, they must be quite scared to change it. And also, you know, there's... There's license fees involved for NI, I assume. Like, if, if you want to run it on the contact player, I think you have to pay them. Yep. Uh, so messing messing with contact is uh, is quite a tough thing to do. I, I wonder what's Well, they can happening. add stuff without it being a nightmare, presumably. Yeah. And uh, the whole interface needs to be sort of brought up to date because it's a bit horrible. Um, so my, do you want to hear my theory just straight off the top of my dome for what might be included in contact six? Go on. Okay. What I would kind of like to see is, okay, it's that contact power that you know and love, but there's like a mode or something where it's more like designed for someone who's making music rather than making a sample library. So you've got a bit more of a sort of, you know, more instrumenty interface rather than looking like freaking Excel. A bit more abstract than uh, technical. Well, Well, not more abstract, just more like, so it's like... A ba- basically like a moog that will play back samples do you know what i mean look at look at what they did with uh reactor six how they introduced well the like blocks, blocks blocks yes so yes. maybe maybe um you get a little block panel and you can put all your favorite blocks into contact oh god what like mod- semi-modular sa- or modular sampling i guess sort it would of be. yeah but i mean what is modular when it comes down to it well but okay so okay well i think i think a lot of people would like to see an a more creative perhaps interface if that's not mm. you know 
a ridiculous way of putting it. Do you, do you know what? Do you see what I'm getting? I, at? I a thousand percent. I see what you're getting at, and that would be great because I I I don't really delve that much into contact. And whenever I try, like if if there's a great patch which just has one thing I want to take away, I usually can't do it. To be honest, I, it's, it's whoever's made it. Depending on what it is, depending who's made it, it's so complex under the hood that it's it's hard to get any kind of purchase on it as an end user why are you trying to fiddle around with their stuff so much well just just if there's like let's say it's a double layered sound and i want to take one of the layers out or separate them to use them on different channels or something it's uh oh god that sounds like bad is bad is bad patch making it sounds like no i think that easily i think there's just the stuff that was made is often so complicated that it it's beyond me personally. Oh god. Yeah, to take like it apart. like when when Contact 1 first came out, um I got it and I immediately sold my hardware sampler because uh-huh. it was just like it was like back in the day, it really wasn't like as full on as it is now and everything and it was just like really really powerful and cool and everything. Um whereas now it's just like it's something that you don't like. I feel like I don't want to look underneath the hood of anything. And if I'm going to do so, quote unquote, creative sampling, I just wouldn't go. Wouldn't go to it because it's it's so long, as uh, young people might say. Mm. Um, <clears throat> another thing that they announced. This is this is what lends more credence to the fact that this uh, leak or mistake is correct. Was uh, something called TRK01, which they have now released. Oh yeah, so what's that? I, I saw some news that about it. But... Is a pretty cool idea, actually. It is a kick and bass um, instrument mm-hmm. uh, designed to basically help you get kick and bass together, but it, it generates the sounds in the first place as well. It's got sequencing in it. It's got patch design in it. Um, it's a really good idea. I just I wonder how samey things will get if everyone's using that. Yeah, I mean the thing with kick and basses, um, because it's they're more kind of like the foundations of a track. So I mean, obviously there are exceptions to this rule, but like they're not they they're not really the sort of harmonics that are sort of cutting through the mix in the sort of high things. So maybe if everyone, you know, I think it's people use like a nine oh nine kick drum for years and years and years or whatever, and because it's not because it's like the foundation of the track rather than the ear candy, you probably don't get that hacked off with it. I mean, I've yeah. interviewed artists who are like, yeah, I use the same kick on every track, but I just put a different ride symbol over the top of it. If you use the example of a sub bass, then who can tell what what synth yeah. your sub bass came from? Because it's basically depending how you filter it, it can just be a sine wave, you know. Yeah. So it, I know it's it's good to see, and I don't think I struggle to think of any other similar things like kick and bass at the same time. Instrument. Well, that's it's innovation. Yeah, and it, no, it's good to see. Um, I don't know if it's got. I I don't think I saw whether it's got actual sort of mixing capabilities built in. You'd expect like the kick would be side chained to the bass by default. For for example, hmm. well, this seems like part of a broader trend of people making plugins that are, are coming at it from an angle of being designed to make it easy for the user to mix the results of it, uh, like a specific synth that we can't talk about. Do you see what I'm saying? Bro? Mix ready instruments. Mi- Great way of putting it. Yeah, totally, okay. totally. <laughs> and that's fair enough. You know, it. Not everyone wants to or should need to um do the technical stuff you know if you're if and i are selling this to someone who just wants to make a track and then is gonna head it off to a mix engineer 
or not, mm. then that's fair enough. I don't need everyone to be a mixing wizard. Yeah, man. I mean, to be honest, I was I was always a bit sniffy about stuff that made things too easy. But uh, you know, I've tried some bits recently. I'm like, well. A, everyone else is going to be using this. B, if it sounds good, who cares? Mm. Like, obviously, you don't want to make music that sounds hugely... De- well, I, everything I make sounds hugely derivative. But <laughs> I imagine some some people might be trying to uh, go for some kind of individuality or whatever. Well, um, the flip special side, snowflakes. The flip side to making something that's very easy is that a lot of people will use it and you'll you'll sound derivative. And um, yeah, maybe maybe not. But if enough people make something that is easy, then there'll be enough options for people. Yeah. Yeah. So, NI, crazy... Um, well, let's talk... Hey, let's talk about Massive Kiss quickly. Let's any, do that, yeah. Any we thoughts? glossed over it. Um, Lip glossed over it, mate. Good Lord. What? <laughs> I was... I was... No, I said that I recently interviewed State of Mind. We were... Uh, we mentioned briefly, like how much of a responsibility it would be to whoever's making Massive 2. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I I said, you've got a hell of a lot of uh, things you can mess up. And they said, it doesn't matter what you do, there'll be someone on a forum saying they don't sound as good. Yeah, well, that's that's true of everything. No matter what you do, no matter what endeavour you undertake, someone will be like, nah, mate, you're an absolute mentalist thing so, is, yeah. that that's one of the reasons though that you've got to respect native instruments is because they don't generally do many updates of their things and was it 11 years old massive by now yeah like if if massive was a human being it would be off to off to high school oh jeez oh god oh Oh. So I think enough time has passed for a sequel to what bring it up to date. With our lives, man. and also you know, in Massive has Massive was undeniably massive. Oh God, yeah, it was like it. Well, it near enough changed the game. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, and it, it created whole genres on its own. And but now, let's say theoretically that someone put together a roundup of the top five synths, Massive yeah. wouldn't necessarily be in it. Yeah, but Massive Kiss. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to get Massive back into the top five with with its competitions such as Serum, Synthmaster, blah, blah, blah. Let's Eva. let's talk about the elephant man in the room, mm-hmm. James Russell. Only oh, yeah. joking. Serum. Basically, they've got to get their top spot back from Serum. Yeah. Because Serum has <clears throat> you know, taken over that very specific bit of the market, which is people making horrible, harmonically rich bass noises. Yeah. Um, where and massive used to used to really kind of be the only game in town, really. It was kind of like in a league of its own for so years. Let's say let's say you are the product manager and they come into your office, your Wicked. big swanky office, and they Wicked. say, Timmy, we want you and they point a big finger at you and they say, we want you to Make massive kiss. Yeah. What would you do to a classic to make it better? Bring it up to date. Um, I think the area where massive massive kiss can improve over serum is like serum has really great wavetable constructive features, but I don't know how user friendly they are. Maybe if Ni did something in Massive Kiss where you could make like these really rich wavetable things and it made it kind of like a bit easier to make them or just like a bit more straightforward or user-friendly or something like that. Right. Also, I mean, I think, I think, bit like, I don't know how fair this is, but people used to like say of Massive and Serum, 
oh, they got really identifiable sound or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Sound like soft synths or whatever. Um, I think maybe, maybe some, like if they tried to give it a bit more of an analog tone somehow, or maybe some controls right. where you can br- right. kind of like make it feel a bit more analog. But I, oh, I, I think one know. thing anyone would do is stock it to the rafters with oscillators. Yeah, wave, but I think sorry, thing, wave tables. Well, this is the thing where where Serum really has the advantage over Massive is it's got a bazillion wave tables, and you can make your own wave tables. So I think if they were to do something where you didn't have the same level of control as Serum, I think that would be courting mm. disaster. Make personally. your own wave tables. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a must. Yeah, in, in and I think ways. I think that's the area that they they should improve. If if I was a product manager, I'd say that's the area that they need. They need to focus on, and why not? Why not introduce something new? I mean, it would be nice. Like, like, Serum has got FM in there. It's not. It's not hugely involved. Whatever. I mean, you can do loads of stuff with yeah, it, but, but, but that's another area. Yeah, there's another area to maybe. Maybe they could get like incorporate a little bit of their FM8 stuff in there. Maybe mm-hmm. so. You know, definitely. Uh, it's got to have a graphical update. Um, I mean, it's it's 11 years old, so it's not looking at it compared to today's soft synths is not fair but they've got to they've got to bring it up to date maybe have some more wavetable visualization in there maybe that's what people are sort of expecting these days aren't they yeah i mean i'd expect it to look completely different to the original uh and also they've got to make sure that they don't piss off the third party uh patch developers because you still get a lot of people releasing sounds i, d- I don't massive. i'm i whoa, i can't imagine it's going to be backward compatible it's got to be backward compatible though you've got to be able to load up one of your many many sounds that you've bought i guess could, i guess you could i you could almost certainly load uh, fm7 patches into fm8 I they, guess. they've got to have the same oscillators that massive had right you can't not, the same wavetables you've got to be able to load the exact same ones surely that would make a lot of sense uh another thing i hope is that it is not a reactor-based instrument. <laughs> Mate, that would be amazing! Because <laughs> that seems to be the way that NI oh. are going. Like, this TRK-1 is a reactor-based instrument, and I, I'm not oh a massive fan. Oh my god. Um, oh, mate. That would take the wind out of its sails. That would be so funny, man. Like, when they released Monarch, uh, after a load yeah. of hyping, and it turned out it was a reactor instrument. Uh, and- I think the thing is, I think people are possibly unfairly prejudiced towards reactor instruments, but it is just annoying to have to load that stuff in reactor. Plus, mate, look, look at this. I, we probably discussed it last time, but look, I've got my favourites working in thing now or whatever. Uh, I want to be able to say, have Monarch in there yeah. or have Form well, in there. That's or exactly the point I wanted to make. Like, you don't have to release Monarch or Form as a VST, but if you had a sort of a VST version of Reactor VST called, oh, called Monarch or called Firm. That sounds like a form. nightmare. Yeah, it would be a VST alias, but it's there in your plugins list. And when you load it, yeah, it loads up in Reactor, but it's one item for you to drag onto the track. Yeah, man. Uh, the other thing they definitely should not do is put blocks in it. Oh, no, that sounds good. You reckon? You reckon yeah, why like not have blocks in it? bottom panel with blocks for effects. Okay. Here's what I want. Go on. I want the routing of blocks and all that sort of stuff. I want I want the tone generation of FM and I want the the wavetable construction of serum all in one instrument. 
I think that would be that would be an interesting proposition. That would be, that would be, and they've got the name to trade off it, and and hopefully they do a great job. And I I think the world is holding its breath. This and- is going to be a bad look for NI if it's not good. <laughs> I would really love it if it was Re- Reactor Instrument. I, I think that would really get on people's tits. I don't think it could be a universal success because it's a sequel. Just by by the very dint of it being a sequel, it can't be a thousand percent successful. But I think it can be ninety five percent successful, and that's great. You are talking meaningless gibberish, James. <laughs> but that's fine. We've we've done. I think we've done a robust discussion of this league. So, uh, Ohm Force, you know Ohm Force. I know Ohm Force, man. Ohm Force are back. Uh, it's not that they really went away, but they haven't done that much. Uh, Ohm Boys, <laughs> Ohm Boys Infinity <gasps> is their new plugin. It, Yay! It is a delay with quote life changing macros. Oh my god, I really want my life to change. So this is exciting. Check this out, check out the video. Their promotional video is pretty unusual. Ooh, that's a nice cock. Yeah, chickens in a promotional video. Oh my god, there's like a pug as well. They've really got my interest with all these various animals. Shout out to Ownforce. Yeah, they're French, you know. They are. And they seem to own chickens, which is great. There's a lot of chickens in this video, mates. I used to own chickens. I know much about chickens. Did you own chickens? Yeah, I loved my chickens. What, for the eggs? Uh, yeah, not for the meat. That, oh. that would just be barbaric. Fun fact about chickens, when they uh, start laying young chickens, uh, you often get uh, double yolked eggs. Oh, gross, man. I, d- I don't want to have to think about where my um, meat and dairy products have come from. Yeah. Uh, speak uh, tangentially, what do you think of the delay? Um, it sounds like it could be cool. I would prefer a more traditional video. Oh, he's got some mints. Some Murray mints of something. Yeah. Uh, the, the video descends into madness now when he starts chasing the chickens around the field on in scenes resembling animal violence. Oh, God. So uh, that, it's a bit weird, but, you know. Oh. Yeah, oh, this is doing my head in, to that, be honest, These mate. chickens are scared to death. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that a space hopper? I don't know, man. If I was making a product video, James, and as you know, I've made my fair share of product videos, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone down this route. <laughs> but I, I really like the original. Was it Own Boys? Plugin? Yeah, yeah, it was sick. I hope they um, have got a similarly early access. Well, that's the other oh, thing we're going to talk mate. about. <laughs> Oh, this God. so you may be familiar with the games market and a lot of games now. Okay, I've had enough of that. You know, yeah. you have you have beta testing, uh, but early access is sort of way before beta testing, where you can pay for the game in a sort of crowdfunding way and get quote early access uh, to something that is basically still being developed, and you get to play with it and you get to experience and the pleasure of all the bugs that are in it. And knowing that you have no recourse to get any money back because it's your uh. paid for early access. Basically, 99 euros if you buy it now and get early access. The price is going to go up as it gets developed. Uh, it should be finished this year and the price will go up throughout the year. 
Okay. It's a very strange way to deal with a plugin, especially with a delay. Well, I know I know um, there have been some iOS games that have used this model mm. where they start out cheap and every time they do an update, the price goes up. Yeah. And those games seem to have done all right. So okay. maybe maybe it's not too crazy. You can see the economic incentive for but, it. Uh, Philip, but... man, making music is hard enough without having to worry about using beta plugins or whatever. I mean, I'm sure this will get some people's rocks off, but I am not one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not one to reinstall a plugin several times over a year, you know? No, mate, that just sounds like a nightmare. Man. I mean, obviously, if you don't want early access, don't pay for it early access. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we can't really complain. But yeah, the, the plugin itself, uh, should you want to know, it's a, it's a cool-looking delay plugin, and the focal point is that there are four macros on the left-hand side that are sort of pre-assigned to a lot of things, and theoretically, if you're not much of a tweaker, that's all you need to tweak. Okay. Those four. Uh, it sounds good, it's nice, uh, but yeah, early access <laughs> models for plugins? Um, I don't want it. Promotional videos with chickens in them? Maybe I'm I'm I could go either way at this if, point if done tastefully. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't think that showed off the plugin to the best of its potential. I'm sure <laughs> well, it didn't even show the plugin at all. Well, it? it didn't show the interface. <laughs> I mean, we can see the interface here. It doesn't have like sort of 80s style comic book characters on it like the original one did, which is a bit of a shame. No, I would never use that mode because it was completely impractical anyway. Um, so it looks like, well, they, at least they've done a sensible job with the with the plugin design. It looks to have a very sensible uh, interface with a lot of visual feedback. So that's that's probably a good thing. Nice. Cool. Well, good luck, Home Force. Yeah. Godspeed. Good, good to have you back, however deranged you are suddenly. Yeah, well, we need some craziness, I guess. So maybe maybe I should be a bit less of a grump and just a bit more open-minded in my old age. Hmm. Quick question for you, baby. Yeah, hit me. Conceptual question. Oh. Abstract. Thought experiment, if you will. Okay, wicked. If FabFilter released a bit crusher. What would it be called? Because the obvious answer... Pro B? The obvious answer is Pro B, but it's short enough you could call it Pro Bit. Pro Bit. Pro Bit. Pro Bit. Or well, you could call it like Pro 8. Well, like, they've, got 8 like, bit. they've got like Simplon as well. Yeah, true. Uh, so maybe you could have like some ridiculous sort of science fiction-y name. Bitbot. Bitbot. So, yeah. Something like that. I think Pro... Pro B, I guess. It would probably be Pro B, but I'd like to see Pro Bit or Pro 8. Okay. Is this uh, relevant to anything? Nothing it... whatsoever. <laughs> well, do you know what? What will FabFilter come out with next? Because they are covering a lot of bases. And they're doing it slowly, which I appreciate, because they're doing it consideredly. Um, yeah, I really want to check out Pro R, man. I can't believe I haven't even looked at it yet. So, so. what have... Yeah, let's... You mentioned Simplon. That's fairly old. Volcano, Saturn... Saturn is massively highly regarded as a distortion, multiband distortion. I don't play with it that much, you know. Uh, Pro C now at version two. Pro L now at version two. Recently, what was it last year that Pro R came out? The reverb. Is this all coming off the top of your dome? Because it's very yeah. impressive. Oh, I know, I know my fab felt. Oh yeah, you really do. Uh, Pro MB. Pro G. Oh yeah, Pro MB. Pro MB is really underrated as well because you could just theoretically use it as a compressor, even though it's a multiband compressor slash expander, multiband dynamics of the highest caliber. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, really good. And I think there's oh Pro DS. I I used that when I needed the ESA. Um, I use the eyes. I use all the fab. Like the fab filled stuff is my go to for all that bread and butter oh, stuff. If only they would fucking sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they have got it that shit sewn up, man. I think they've. <laughs> 
I think they've done a really, really good job. Because I remember when FabFilter first came out. So I reviewed their first ever product for uh-huh. Computer Music. What was which that? Was Do you know? FabFilter 1, I think it was called. Ah, uh, yeah. So it was, just, it was just like a one oscillator thing. And it did have a really lovely sound, but because it was just one oscillator, it just it felt like not very powerful compared to other stuff. So I think I gave it a quite mediocre review. Right. And I I didn't think FabFilter would go on to become one of, you know, all, well, you know, my basically my most used plugin. No, I people. think I think it does still stand because one is a bit dodgy in terms of it's not the greatest plugin. It's, I wouldn't it's, describe it as dodgy. It's were, very slick. No, they were cutting their teeth and it's, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's decent, but it's not got, you wouldn't say it was a fab filter plugin if you saw it for the first time ever today. No, no. Uh, well, they've, they've, they have, you know, they've gone slowly and steadily and just delivered really, really good products. So, you know, they're a, I'm, yeah. they're a company. I'm glad that they exist. They're really cool. They don't just buff them out. Also twin two was the follow-up to fab filter one. Well, I think and, Twin was the follow-up to Fab Filter well, yes. 1, mate, if okay. you want to get technical about it. <laughs> yeah, like, shut up. <laughs> it's currently Twin 2, but Twin 2 is really good. Uh, it's starting to feel a bit dated, but I still sometimes reach for it, and I know okay. it pretty well. And I, I think, in answer to your original question, what should they do next? I think they should go for a three-oscillator synth. Call it Fab Filter Trio, because then you've got Fab Filter 1, Fab Filter Twin, Fab yeah. Filter Trio. yeah. And yeah, do another synth for today's producers. Maybe they should have the Pokemon naming system where it's like Fab Filter Uno, Fab Filter Dos, Fab Filter Trez. What yeah. do you reckon? Yeah, I, I don't see any problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not morally nor marketing wicked. wise. It, it's what a brilliant idea. Yeah, wicked. I'm full of them, mate. We talk about reason sometimes. Oh, yeah, we do. the crazy business shenanigans of Propellerhead Software. Those wacky Swedes, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are Swedes. Um, uh, reason, reason 10. Mm. Reason, reason X. <laughs> reason 10. Yeah. Uh, when it was launched, what, last year, had a synth in it called Europa. And um, it was a, guess it, wavetable synth. Um, it was pretty cool. It has a spectral filter and some solid features. Uh, but what they have done is <gasps> yes. something that uh, I guess, again, people thought they'd never do. They are releasing it as a VST AU plugin for anyone to yeah. buy. And there's like a web version? Yes. That is the other interesting thing. I think you should type it in and oh. try and get the web version. It, the web version doesn't really work on my Chrome, but it, it should work on most people's. So yeah, Europa is now available as a plugin for anyone to buy. It's 150 US clams. Um, oh, clamaroos. Uh, uh, although until before June the 30th, it's uh, 100. Uh, but yeah, it, Tim has brought up the web version. Um, see if you can get any sound out of it. Why... Oh, I'm getting a bit of CPU dodginess, maybe it's because I'm recording in live. Sounds better than it does on mine. Oh, oh, my keyboard's in a bit of an uncomfortable position, but I want to play some of these chords. Hang on. Oh, yeah. What I like is a minor nine, but I can't really play that very effectively on my QWERTY keyboard That's right now. That's fair enough. Get the idea. Whip around with some patches and I'll... So yeah, you've got, you got three oscillators at the top into a spectral filter, which are all the rage these days. 
you've got uh, unison quality filter amp envelope obviously uh, one of the cool things I remember about this is you can use the envelope as an oscillator should you wish oh what yeah you can use one of the envelopes as an oscillator uh, it's got three LFOs there four envelopes Ooh. Thor style mod matrix and a bunch of effects I'm gonna start making happy hardcore again James Etc. So, this also bleeds into something that we have talked about a few times. Oh, don't bleed. Yeah. We've talked about how uh, music making is sort of building itself slightly into browsers and on the web. Yeah. And it seems it seems like every time we record, something new has happened that involves doing something in your web browser. Well... I'm sure we've talked about how in the future we're all just going to have dumb terminals and everything's going to happen in the hive mind or whatever. Hell yeah. I don't know, man. I Can't don't know wait. If I, I don't know if I want the Zook looking at my um, synth patches, man, because he might copy that shit. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm down with that. It's all a plot. It is a plot. He wants my fucking tasty bass noises. But yeah, this... Do you know what? This, for me, this synth... Has a, I'm going to sound incredibly pretentious now. This is comp combining a sort of the sort of plasticity that can be okay, like in Go To, but with a more kind of like expensive physical solid sound. Okay. So it's all right, man. I could totally bounce. I could totally record this stuff and that and is, not pay for it. <laughs> that is exactly why they made a web version because you can play with it before you get it. I mean, but I could can, record the output straight out of here into the, my it's a yeah, screenplay or the something. The thing is, with almost any plugin, you can download a demo as well, oh, that's true. and you can record the output of that. But people generally don't. But this really does let you try it before you buy it. Oh God, it's oh, you can save patches. That's cool because then if you were on your Laptop, I guess you could just make some noises if you've got nothing else to do. Yeah. So I guess is this what's the thing about Europa? What's the thing? It's I mean, it's got a spectral filter for reason users. It was something that they couldn't necessarily have before because it was wavetable. Oh, okay, uh, there wasn't anything built into reason that really did that. I'm gonna get my boards of Canada on next. Nice. I like that. What's, yeah. that. what's that patch? Canadian Broadcasting. There you wow. go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 cool synth and, you know, it's not exactly new per se, but yeah, it's, it's really good. That also, the sort of Kremlinology behind wire propeller head now suddenly giving in and letting other people get their instruments because they make good instruments, you know? Yeah, man. And that would be a, an additional source of money for them. Plus... The other thing is a bit of an upsell because you could pay 150 clams for Europa yeah. or you can pay 400 clams for Reason because obviously this was always possible to run inside another door because you could just rewire Reason if you had Oh, it. rewiring though, mate. It is, it is an extra layer, which is really simple in reality, but it's just a psychological it block. Is a, that it? is a psychological block I will never get over. Just mate. like having a reactor-based instrument. Yeah. It's a psychological block. Uh, but yeah, if if they'd have made a sort of rewire client where you could choose any reason instrument to be instantly rewired, oh. that, that could be another thing. I but, just yeah, I mean, give me give me the instruments of reason in a VST plugin. Oh, it looks like that's what they might be doing. Yeah, it's, maybe all, maybe all of them in the one plugin, even and the cool. effects. 
Why yeah. not do it like that? Yeah, well, that that's I probably called, wouldn't use it. But, that's you know. called reason. Oh, Matt, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I'm uh, my psychological blocks have kept me alive thus far, so I'm not going to second guess them uh, at this stage. I don't think. I've got uh, I've got a story here. Um, it's it's not going to be the most interesting thing you've ever heard. <laughs> Okay. So basically, there have been allegations of oh. price fixing potentially uh, by five musical instrument companies. Now, according to the Telegraph, which is uh, not a not a good paper, but according it's to a right wing paper, mate, and we're famously lefty on this <laughs> podcast. According to this is a safe space, lefties. According to that Telegraph, yeah, uh, Fender. Yamaha, Roland, Korg, and Casio. <gasps> Casio. All the big names. Uh, yeah, they are being investigated. Stick with me, kids. By the Competitions and Market <gasps> Authority. Uh, the for, CMA? Yeah, for potentially maybe having done some price fixing or geographical fixing, which is where you sell. Oh, what? Rip things, off Britain, mate. Yeah, certain things in certain shops. Uh, quote, Suspected breaches of competition law by various parties. It is just an allegation at the moment, and they are investigating to see whether they should start an investigation. Now, this is such a boring story. Uh, <laughs> that well, no, mate, it's big. It, to explain this, instead of uh, referring to the Competitions and Markets Authority, I am going to say Bruce Willis. Uh, okay, wicked. Okay, so that makes it a lot more exciting. Exactly. So Bruce Willis is investigating Yamaha, Roland, Core, Casio, and Fender in <gasps> potential potential price fixing allegations. A um, uh, little side note: Casio is that why my scientific calculator costs six hundred pounds? Did it? Nah. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> um, so- I'm gullible. According to the Telegraph, it is not clear what what triggered the investigations. One music industry insider said it may be linked to a complaint from Germany. Oh, now who's in Germany? Who's in Germany who Mm -hmm. stands to uh, benefit from people not making high-cost music tech gear? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I am thinking what you're thinking. So, yeah, Bruce Willis is investigating those five companies and, you know, it could come to nothing and don't want to smear anyone when it's just a little quick. But, yeah, Bruce Willis did a dawn raid on uh, several offices. And I, can we, okay, can we, sorry, can I just interrupt for a second? Yeah. Can we refer to the people who we haven't named yet the German complaint as uh, Alan Rickman? Alan Rickman, let's do it. Okay. I would have thought Alan Rickman would benefit from price fixing because if Alan Rickman's making a load of like knockoff music (laughs) (laughs) that he wants to sell on the cheap, surely it's his interest. Um, That is very true. Um, Yeah. Unless uh, unless the uh, German complaint is actually from a large music shop. Oh. Online music shop, perhaps. But okay. they would surely benefit from oh, not being price God. fixers. Hang on. Is Alan Rickman actually from Germany? Yeah. 
He is. Definitely. Okay, wicked, wicked. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this and uh, see if uh, we can fight fight the power on this or if anything's happening or if nothing's happening. Yeah, man. They should definitely retcon the Die Hard series so that number four is him investigating a musical instrument price fixing. Yeah. Because that would be a lot better than what actually happened. So, um it's not the first time that government has got involved in the music industry in terms of prices. When they- you say the government, mate, are you talking about the global government? Yeah, I'm talking about the one world government. <laughs> okay, yeah, right, okay. With the pyramids and everything. Yeah, can you be more, which more specific? About- uh, the UK government. Oh, they, okay, okay. They used to do a load of uh, investigations into price fixing of CDs. And oh really? Music in general, because every so often, like, there's a complaint they're saying, "Oh, why do these things cost nine ninety nine And CDs were more expensive than that, man. They were like like sixteen quid, man. It, sometimes it it's insane it to think now. But you know, and then they do a bit of an investigation, and they find out, ah, oh, there's a lot of cost in making this stuff. But then the internet, <laughs> the internet comes along and breaks distribution, and there's basically very little money spent on distribution and music is still 9.99 so uh read into that what you will it's also interesting to see how uh right wing bigots the telegraph <laughs> <laughs> talk about our industry oh. um uh, so here's a little quote Yamaha, established in 1887, produces high-end electric guitars, pianos, synthesizers, drums, and string instruments. Roland makes keyboards used by top musicians, including Brockett Parsons, who performs with <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what Roland do. <laughs> what? Yeah. The, who was that? What was that guy's name? Brockett Parsons. Mate, it's like every time I'm going to like spend money on music, I'm thinking, well, what's Brockett Parsons doing, man? It's like he's played for Lady Gaga. Does uh, he use Roland? I don't even know. And then it says, Korg is also a famous keyboard manufacturer <laughs> with the likes of British pianist Rick Wakeman, who played with Yes. I've heard of Rick Wakeman. And Gary Barlow yes. using their gear. It, it may not be Alan Rickman who's made these uh, accusations, because like you say, you know, follow the money. Who benefits from this? Yeah, and man. I, I don't think Alan Rickman would benefit from tackling price fixing. Um, but, okay, what what can we call these other people? Um, <sighs> let's say Thomas Dolby, for okay. example, uh, yeah. could make, uh, make a lot more money if there wasn't this price fixing going on. Yeah. It's not really that surprising he'd shop them to the international feds. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Or, I mean, it could just be the shops themselves, you know? Uh, if If the manufacturers have agreed to only supply certain things to certain shops. This isn't necessarily price fixing, by the way. This isn't could that be, just an exclusive? Is that a problem? This could, care about that? this could be a geographical thing. Well, Bruce Willis cares about that, Tim. Oh, okay, okay. His okay, real well, name hmm. is the Competition and Markets Authority. Uh, it could be a geographical thing more than a pricing thing. So like, oh, this, this district only gets this kind of shop which sells this kind of thing, and this district only gets this kind of shop which sells this kind of oh, thing. Oh, no, you're right. This is really boring. So yeah, boring. Let's stop talking about it. But we did have our fun with, uh, <laughs> with the diehards. Yeah, I liked it when you read about the different things about the different companies. What did it say about like uh, the other ones? Was, what did it, so we've had, have we had Casio, Yamaha, and Roland? We, I, I, I went through Yamaha, Roland, and Cork, but it didn't say anything about Casio, because Casio don't really do that much, do they? Why don't Casio still make like little cheapy keyboards and stuff or yeah. whatever, man? Too, you think all the all the, the new indie people or whatever they're called now would be into that stuff? They're too busy in the big calculator industry. Mate, big buttons. 
this week, Ableton announced a new sort of little quick bundle of devices. Uh, it is called Ableton Creative Extensions. Uh, Tim, tell us about who gets them. Okay, if you own any version of Live already, that includes Light, Regular, and Sweet, you get it free. Um, if you uh, and it'll come with Sweet from now on. But if you were to go out and uh, buy Live in a couple of months, yeah, you'd end up having to get this separately, I guess. Okay, I can't imagine they'll charge too much for it because it's not really crazy or anything. It's a bunch of what look like basically Max for Live devices, but they're all pretty cool seeming. But we're gonna test them out now. Yeah, so I've got bass loaded up now. Now this sounds for all the world like a Moog, James. A man, a man, a man, a man, a man, a man. Well, quite. Um, it seems to have essentially one oscillator. I'm going to turn the cutoff all the way up. Got a bunch of different waveforms. Maybe a bit of a sign. Bit of a pulse. Oh, we've got, oh, we've got a uh, the sub turned on, which is what you're hearing. Bit of a triangle there, and it's got some ring modulation, and it seems pretty cool can you make it more analog you can make it more analog mate yeah oh so yeah i like it man okay. it's all right okay good nice uh 70s monosynth sounds bassy and it's yeah it's thick which cool. is good so yeah so um so yeah that's bass okay now we've got a bit of uh, poly james can you imagine what poly is? Show me poly. I uh, I couldn't possibly guess. Well, it's a polysynth. What? I know. Um, and it sounds nice. It sounds a little bit brassy with that saw. Bit of pulse. You got your pulse width modulation on there. It's got a sub, which is a saw. By default, you can change to a sine. I'll bring the saw back in. Oh, there's some ring modulation here as well. Ooh! Yeah, if you want to make some sci-fi effects... This is your one. It's tasty. So, yeah. And there's like a... There's a freaking modulation matrix. The chorus is quite nice. That is a lovely chorus. It's lush is what it is. Oh. The sound I've made is really horrible, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the chorus is nice. That's probably not showing off the chorus to the best of its ability. Hang on, let me just... Let me... Yeah, you get the idea, basically. So we've got effects in here as well, haven't we? Yeah, let's look at some effects. Okay, I'm just going to play poly through them. So it's probably not going to show them all off to the best of their ability, but whatever. Okay, so we've got pitch hack here. Pitch hack. Oh. Uh. Not doing anything. Oh, I need to send the wet level up. Yeah. Oh. I don't. It's just making loads of really weird noises. Oh. Oh. It's glitching out. Oh. Oh, mate. Yeah. I'm going to be making some computer noises with this. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Oh, I like that. Pitch hack craziness. Okay, gated delay. That's so it's like a trance gate, basically, I guess, and a delay as well. 
like kind of weird ducking delay. I'm not too bothered with that, but I'm sure it's amazing if you're into it. Color limiter. Uh, it's not not particularly useful to look look at that with this uh, this instrument, I think. So we'll gloss over color limiter, re enveloper. Oh, oh, that's cool. So this is like a little. Have you seen uh, enveloper in Logic? I'm sure you must have. Yep. It's basically that sort of thing. Okay, so what's what's happening is that three you've bands, got, yeah, three see. bands. You've got attack and release for them and stuff. Uh -huh. It's not very useful with this thing because it doesn't have an envelope on it. So yeah. Okay, and then finally we've got spectral blur, which unlike any built-in live thing or Max for Live thing or VST even, for some reason doesn't want to go in a group and won't let me move it round. So that's weird, right, James? Hmm. Oh, I've never seen anything that doesn't want to go in a group before. Except me. Oh, yeah, you're a fa famous lone wolf. Okay, so this is a weird kind of like, yeah, grainy, spectral, FFT That's nonsense. That's pretty good. That, yeah, I mean, it sounds sounds cool. It's nice to see something different, you know? Yeah. So I had I had a few not very interesting things that I wanted to talk about, James. Lay them on me. Um, I wanted to tell you that I've been using some hardware in my music making recently. Oh yeah, is it this thing that's behind me? Uh, yes, it is actually. That is the Roland Alpha Juno. Um, so I was I was making a bit more of a of the techie tune. Normally I just use eight oh eight subs for everything, but I was making a bit more of a techie tune. Um, and I couldn't get the results I wanted in SoftSynth. And I tried using Trueno, right? Right. But, and Chueno, though a bit flaky, seems fine in, in what's essentially an empty project. I loaded it into this project that was causing my computer some stress. And it was just all over the shop and it was basically unusable. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just ended up using external instrument in live. And, yeah, spending ages using the freaking dial, jog dial on the Roland Alpha Juno to make like a sort of analogy bass sound. Mm. But it sounded freaking wicked, man. And I'm starting to think, well, maybe everyone's not so crazy for, you know, being in synths loads. Did it solve the problem that you're having where you couldn't get things to sound right? It did. It absolutely solved it. So now I'm thinking, I've been having a slight bit of a creative log jam recently and, I was, and you know. Maybe, maybe it's time to replace your Oxygen 61 on that stand with the uh, Alpha Alpha Juno. Well, no, because the Alpha Juno doesn't it, uh, export velocity sensitivity, unfortunately. Uh... So it's a bit <laughs> crap as a MIDI controller. Also, can you see this other little, the Oxygen 8, like 20, what's it, 26? Yeah, you got, you got the whole family. That, I can't use that because the pitch mod, for some reason, sits very slightly below the midpoint. Uh... So... I mean, I could opening it's like, or something, but I ain't got time for that. It's like old Nintendo controllers where if you switch on the console with the the knob pushing <laughs> a certain way, that's your default. Oh, really? Oh, I see, yeah, I see what you're saying. What? With the with an analog stick or yeah. something? So, yeah. So, um, now, now I had such good results from the Rolf and Alvagino 
The, what, the, what, the, I can't even speak what anymore, What did you man. say? Rolford, the, <laughs> Rolford. Oh, my God. The Rolford Alfalfa. Honestly, my life is hanging by a thread right now, man. Like, the, how, the House of Cards is very, very close to being knocked over. You had the Roland, the, good pl- results. Playing with the Roland Alpha Juno gave me good results. And it's made me think, I want a boog. Oh, man. I know, mate. Now, here's the other thing. Because my computer was spannering up so much, because like I'm using a lot more like newer plugins and everything. I've got all my roller cloud stuff on the go and everything. I've got like I use loads of wave stuff, sound toy stuff and everything, and some other bits and bobs. Um and my computer's starting to suffer, which has never really happened before since I've had it for like five years now. Yeah. And I was looking on the Apple website to see what I could get that would be a suitable step up in terms of CPU power, because that's really what it's all about mm. for me. And like it seemed like the optimum thing to go for was like the freaking top of the range iMac, well, which is like two and a half grand. They man. do that on purpose. That's why oh. you know, it's positioned so that you think, oh, that's the only one I could possibly yeah. get. I mean, I would recommend you going to an iMac, but the top of the range X pounds too many clams. It's too many. It's too many clams and spondulies, man. And what I was thinking about then was getting a hackintosh. Oh! But I looked up. So I'm a I'm a savvy consumer, James. I've been around the block a few times, as you know. <laughs> so what I did was I looked up like issues with hackintoshes and stuff okay. and everything, and it just looks like a massive thing. Oh. Like the thing is, I know every whatever OS you use, there's going to be some people who are having problems. But man, I just I just like. I mean, if I had the money, I'd just drop it on the computer and just enjoy uh, being in uh, Mac OS and everything working nicely, which it generally does. Mm. Um, but like two and a half freaking I tell you what I am waiting coins. for. I am waiting for the uh, Mac Mini to be updated because... I was looking at the Mac oh, Mini, mate. I was like, this is what I should be buying, but they haven't updated it since like 2014. No, and I don't know if they will, but I'd really... In fact, wasn't WWDC... Uh, it's not in their interest to it, because everyone would buy one. Didn't they just have a WWDC yesterday? Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, give me, mate, give me some info Let me just this, make mate. sure that they didn't it's, accidentally... Has an amazing new MacBook Pro come out for like a grand, and it's got an incredibly powerful processor and a massive SSD? Uh, let me look for you real time. Tell, tell me that news. Uh, so here's, so while you're looking that up so my dilemma now is well I don't have the money for either of them well, <laughs> my dilemma is to not buy a Boog or not buy a new iMac long story short no Macs no iPads so it's it's just the just software updates and Siri shit you're joking mate no it wasn't like it's not the biggest WWDC I think they're I usually they're in September update, I thought they're going to be up, um, up giving like there's going to be a new, new model of MacBook Pro soon wait till the autumn they might announce that oh God damn it. Well, I don't have any money anyway, okay. so it doesn't really matter. A Boog, which, by the way, of course, doesn't come with any kind of keyboard, so you'll have to solve that in another I'm way. Using, I'm using my uh, the Oxygen. Oxygen. Eh? 299. It's, yeah. it's not amazing, but, I mean, considering how you could pay three grand for the Moog reissue... Well, I it's couldn't, good. but someone with more money than sense probably could. Actually, no, I'm sure it's well worth maybe, it. Maybe what you should do is uh, go to PMT with me and we'll just play a few synths and uh, see what takes your fancy. 
Well, I did, well the thing is, the last thing, like the problem is, I want to buy stuff I can't afford. I think playing with more synths is probably a really bad idea. Yeah, especially if there's been price fixing and geographical fixing going on. Oh, do you know what? if they had a boog though, I'd probably just buy it, man. I've been having, I've been having a bit of a difficult, <laughs> difficult time with my life recently. I need some retail therapy. Actually, I think it's been going quite well, James. But I still want to buy a boog. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe going into an actual shop and playing with a few synths is just the ticket. Well, and that's a good idea. You might even get to meet Bruce Willis. Do you reckon they'd have a Booga Elevator sound? Uh, dunno. We could go and have a look, couldn't we? Yeah. I need to get out of the house a bit more, so yeah, let's do that. Alright, Timmy, do you know what it's time for? It's time to initialise something. Yep. It is. What are we going to initialize? Well, this is a synth that you have never seen before. This is Sugar Bites Aparillo. Are you going to show me the way to Aparillo? Uh, uh, so, the, you have it on the default patch, I believe. Yeah, which sounds like this. Can you hear that, all right? Yeah, I can. So it's it's a cinematic soundscape, James, isn't it? <laughs> Very nice. Cool, cool. Okay, so what have we got? So lots of delay. I don't know, mate. We've got four tabs. Synth, which has got a load of animated stuff. Don't know what's going on there. Effects. Right. I can hear a lot of delay on there. Looks comprehensive. Oh, put the delay back. No, well, this is the thing. So when you get when you get to one of these weird synths, you've got to turn all the effects off and then you can ah. hear what's really going on. I think what's really going on is a bit of FM action on the left there. Yeah, so let's see what's happening since we've got a ratio. Okay, it's an FM ratio. Oh, with this, these, okay, so we've got two operators. We've got an FM amount and a ratio. Presumably there'll be envelopes for those somewhere. Yes, there are. <laughs> what is going on, mate? Yeah, that's, uh... I guess that's why it had the delay on it. <laughs> we'll get it. That's the thing. There it, is a lot to explore in this synth. Well, I think it is the delay and reverbs. Oh, now, what is that, dude? This, my friend, is the Orbit. What the hell is this? So, this looks like an iPhone game. You have a little puck in the middle there. Yeah, I do. And, oh, uh, what? Oh, yep, yep. And... All those icons represent something that is happening within the synth. You may have seen them on other pages. And oh, as, God. as you play notes, Puck moves around and affects the things that the icons represent. And see at the top there, there's a little red thing. Uh, that means you can record the Puck's movement whenever you press a key. I'm not sure I want to because at the moment I've just got horrendous noise. Shall I try looking through a few presets? Yeah, and say what I'd they, reset what the do? patch. Uh, okay. mm. Well, not reset, but just choose a... Got to take that away and replace it with that. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe if I did, I could make it do something. Come on, you go away... Okay, whatever. Ooh. That's nice. 
That's not even moving at all. Are you ready to enter the water level, James? Yeah, let's do it. So there's sort of reverse raindrop arpeggiator sort of thing going on there. Flipping heck. What can we do? Oh, look at this! We're in the Matrix, Whoa. son! Oh, mate. Do you know what? Normally, I don't go to bundle on this sort of thing. But I got a feeling these atmospheric sounds are going to make their way in some of my tunes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Which I'm very... quite surprised about. See, the complexity leads to a lot of crazy things, doesn't it? Yeah. Just abstracts. Abstract biz, mate. Oh, look, this one's decided it wants to go on that screen. <laughs> just like a... So, oh. just above the keyboard, between the main display and the keyboard, you've got a bunch of little LFOs oh. and tools and stuff. Those are the icons that are represented in the orbit thing. Oh. So as the puck passes one of those icons, it sort of modulates it. Yeah. I get you. Flipping out. I don't want to have to learn like a load of weather sim symbols just to use my freaking uh, soundscape synth. There is a cold front of synthesis coming in. There is. What does Arnie say in Batman and Robin? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a freeze on Gotham. Oh, his lines were so terrible in that film. Great film, though. I love it. Um, oh, yeah. You see... You know me, James. I'm not afraid of getting my hands dirty with a little bit of a synth now and again. Uh -huh. But this one, I feel like I'm just going to be rinsing the presets. Yeah. It's because they is, sound wicked, but I is, ain't got time to learn about orbs, mate. It's very complex. And yeah, they, they must be uh, paying their sound designers a pretty penny to come up with sounds for it. Unless, unless they've got a Hans Zimmer-style sweatshop. Maybe. Are you feeling... Atmospheric-sized, like yeah. this. Yeah. I'd just like to lie down on the grass and listen to some patches. I just want futuristic noises. And this looks like it's going to fit the bill. Look at that, mate. That ratio is... Oof, that was just creeping up and up. Stop it, mate. I'm going to totally... Later tonight, I'm going to rinse this thing, mate. Inspiring, right? It is. I just like how it's so easy. I don't have to think too much, man. Oh. Yeah, this is perfect. Lovely visual I'm feedback. I'm so glad you chose this. Yeah, lovely visual feedback. I mean, without the effects, it doesn't sound like much. <laughs> oh, you know, still pretty interesting. Well, I, I mean, guess. you know, it's an FM synth. You, you can't exactly rinse too much. You need the effects to, to do anything, don't you? No, that's absolutely not ruddy true, James, but yeah. So yeah, it's nice. This is um, 99 euros, and it's uh, it's a lovely, uh, inspirational little synth. Yes, cool, man. A bit different. I'm done with that. Also, as you can probably tell from the design, it is very iPad-friendly if you're into your iOS stuff. Oh, is it on iOS? Yeah. Oh, man. You could just imagine. You could just take loads and loads of drugs and just, like, make a load of sinister soundscapes and send yourself into a K-hole. Yeah. Let's recommend that. I don't recommend. I don't recommend doing that, by the way. <laughs> Cling clang. Oh yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. If oh. like 
if I was uh, yeah, doing some soundtrack stuff, mate, I'd be calling on this, I reckon. All over it. For sure. Amazing. So, James, that's the end of another Appetite for Production. What are you going to do right now? Mm, I'm thinking cocodamol and chill. Oh, nice. Well, as long as you enjoy being constipated. I always do. (laughs) Sounds like a lot of fun. Delayed gratification is what it's all about. See you next time, Mr. Tim. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.